Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise Radio with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. First of all, thank you very much for making us a part of your Sunday morning listening, and I want to remind you that the mission of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money. Ray, good morning. It's always a pleasure to be with you every Sunday. Good morning, Phil. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate our audience. And uh, anything we can do to help you, give us a call. It's, um, we have lots of free reports we're happy to provide you. And give us a call anytime at 508-998-8858. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. There's a little bit of construction going on these days. It's kind of a mystery, actually, because we know they're going to be replacing the bridge out there. And in the meantime, virtually every single morning, there's a different traffic pattern. Gosh. So it yeah. keeps you on your toes. I actually saw Dartmouth police officers rearranging cones last week, and I thought, hmm, I didn't know they did that kind of work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, interesting. It's going to continue for a while, so when you come to visit us, Leave just about five minutes extra time. and um, Now, where are you located, so folks? Well, we're almost across the street from Vanity Fair Factory Outlet. Everybody knows where that is. We're just past the law school, UMass uh, Amherst, UMass Dartmouth Law School. Uh, I guess it's actually called University of Massachusetts School of Law, isn't it, Tenny? That's correct. And, by the way, we have a special guest with us this morning. We have attorney Tenny Lance from... Yes. Lance Law, Inc. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tanya, you're a graduate of that law school, right? I am. Good morning, everyone. Give us a little bit of information about your background. Oh, gosh, my background. Um, I went, like you did, Ray, to Clark University and received my undergraduate degree there. And after working for many years, including 16 years with the Girl Scouts, which was a wonderful opportunity, Um, I went back to law school while I was still working and received my law degree just one year before my daughter received hers. She went to the University of New Hampshire School of Law, and I went to the University of Mass School of Law. Phil, do you know what happens when a former Marine is married to a former Girl Scout? I hope this isn't a joke. What? You get get lots of cookies. (laughs) Girl Scout cookies. My favorite are the Thin Mints. (laughs) My favorite are the Thanks a Lot. (laughs) Is that really a name? That is a name. (laughs) I like the Alohas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, every once in a while, Tenny pays a visit to a Girl Scout operation. She comes back with boxes of cookies. And I have to admit that when I see the Girl Scouts selling cookies outside of Walmart and so forth, I always indulge. I, I think it's very important to support charitable causes. So I, I like to buy some boxes of Girl Scout cookies to support one of my favorite charities. We all love Girl Scouts. Now we, we have a special that. we have a special guest uh, with us this morning. Besides uh, Tenny, Attorney Tenny Lance, uh, we have with us this morning Colleen Cregan, and she's the community liaison for New Bedford Healthcare Center. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. How and are you today? Good, thank you, and welcome. Now, I noticed that you have um, reddish hair. And, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, you have the name Colleen, so would that make you Greek? <laughs> no, no, that would make me just a little bit Irish. A little bit that Irish. would make you beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> well, terrific. We were actually talking a little bit ahead of time 
about Ireland and being Irish, and you have uh, family members from Ireland. Yes, I do. My Both my grandparents were born in Ireland, and most of my father's family still lives there. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a very large Irish population, not only in the greater New Bedford area, but certainly in Massachusetts. Yes, we do. So welcome, and thank you for being with us, Colleen. Thank you for having me. Now, this morning, we're going to talk about your organization, which is New Bedford Healthcare Center. And we're also going to bring in some information about what kind of documents should somebody have when they're thinking about planning for potential nursing home care. And we're going to talk about what you do. So I know that you're responsible for community and professional marketing. And what else do you do at uh, New Bedford Healthcare Center? Um, well, basically what I do is I reach out to the community and just make our presence known and, and uh, the things that we offer and the things that we can do for um, our population that, mm-hmm. that has health issues um, and has the need for skilled nursing or rehabilitation services. Um, I also do what we call a screening process as well. So, okay. What uh, does when, that mean? Well, when you come into um, New Bedford Healthcare Center, um, it may not be an appropriate place for you to be. So what I do is I review medical information, um, and then I pass along that information to our our admissions director, and we talk about it, discuss uh, you know what we can do for the patient and if it's appropriate, um, and then we can offer a bed or not. Um, and a lot of times when we don't offer a bed, we'll offer some other solutions, mm-hmm. um, you know, such as home care. Mm-hmm. So is New Bedford Health Care Center an actual nursing home? Um, nursing home is, is an old-fashioned term. Okay. Uh, there's actually only about three nursing homes left in the New Bedford area. Interesting. Most of the what we what people talk about as nursing homes are skilled nursing facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they require RNs um, and they require a certain level of care. And we're also a rehabilitation facility as well. So we um, offer physical and occupational therapy. Which is really a short-term stay, or does it also include daycare? I mean, the day visits. No, we don't have a daycare. Um, we have a short-term unit, and we also have a long-term unit as mm-hmm. well. So, for example, if somebody had a hip replacement operation or a knee replacement, is it possible they might go to uh, your facility for a rehab? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we offer different therapies um, as well. We do cardiac therapy, pulmonary therapy, um, wound care, um, any kind of hip or knee replacements. Um. Mm-hmm. Lots, of, lots so. of good things. Yeah. Yes. So um, do you work with particular hospitals? We, uh, we work with all the area hospitals, um, and that's one of my responsibilities. I have a counterpart who's a clinical liaison who works with South Coast, which is Charlton, okay. um, St. Luke's, and Toby. And then I handle all the outlying hospitals, which includes Morton Hospital, St. Anne's, mm-hmm. um, Rhode Island Hospital, Women and Infants, Merriam Hospital. So, so I visit you, those. So you might actually receive referrals from all of these hospitals, including Rhode Island. That's Absolutely. And we also, re, re, um, we also get referrals from Boston as well. Um, New Bedford Healthcare Center is, is one of um, many 
healthcare centers in Massachusetts that are owned by Healthbridge Management, and we have screeners who are in the Boston hospitals as well. So Mass General, uh, Deaconess, Brigham and Women's, all of those up there. It gets to be a little confusing sometimes. There's a lot of consolidation taking place yes. in the uh, healthcare business in general. You know what else? I was a little confused with the Greater New Bedford Health Center downtown and your name. There yes. is a huge difference, there right? There is, yes. The Greater New Bedford Healthcare Center is an outpatient clinic. Right, downtown. Um, at downtown, and we are uh, skilled nursing and rehab facility. So and, and the correct name of your facility is? The New Bedford Healthcare Center. Okay. <laughs> now, what is your uh, educational background, Colleen? Where did you go to school? Did you go to school locally? I, I did. I, I'm a lifelong resident of New Bedford. I did graduate from New Bedford High School, um, and then I went on to Bentley College, which now is Bentley University, mm-hmm. um, and received a marketing management degree. Bentley is a great school. It, it is, is a great, great school. Great reputation, Absolutely. great school. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And um, now, have you been in the healthcare business for a while? Yes, I have. Um, probably 25, 20 years plus. Um, I, after mm-hmm. college, I did work in Boston at um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And I worked for a number of years for Denmark's Home Medical Equipment, and I held several positions there. Um, I've also worked for a hospice company uh, doing community liaison work as well. And now I'm at New Bedford Healthcare Center. Did you know that about 30 something years ago, I actually incorporated Denmark's? <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. It's always amazing awesome. to me. Number one, how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but number two, how many different organizations and lives that I have crossed with. Uh, I guess that's what happens when you live and work in one area for a long that, time. Yep. So that's interesting. That's a voice in the past. And Tenny, uh, you interact with uh, the population group that might be patients at uh, New Bedford Healthcare. Yes, our law firm um, deals primarily with elder law and estate planning and uh, Medicaid law and all those sorts of things that um, hopefully can help the population that might be involved with New Bedford rehab center. Mm. You I know, think I'm calling it the wrong name after we went all through that. Maybe they should just call it New Bedford Health. <laughs> We'd probably get confused with somebody else. There's, mm, there's a lot of New Bedford healths around. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of early uh, quotations this morning. I actually forgot to do that. Um, Malcolm Forbes, who was the founder of Forbes magazine, said, when you cease to dream, you cease to live. Mm. Uh, Pithy little expression. And um, Albert Einstein once said, only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. And that's really what this organization is about, New Bedford Healthcare Center, because you help take care of people. Exactly. And it's a very important thing. You know, I think uh, folks have a lot of misconceptions about organizations like New Bedford Healthcare Center, and um, people often don't have a good image of organizations like this. They think, oh my gosh, I don't want to go there. But you perform so many wonderful services, especially with rehab. In fact, I know a lot of people. I have people from my Masonic Lodge that have been residents there for rehab. Um, I've been a visitor there myself um, to uh, see some of these folks. Lots of our friends, too, and it's excellent. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thank you Fabulous. very much. Yes, a lot of close friends. We have a, we take a lot of pride in what we mm-hmm. do. So I know you do. I'm looking at information from your website. I know that you do post-acute specialty services um, and long-term living. So it it can be for long-term living as well as rehab, obviously. Yes, it can be. And is there a memory unit or an Alzheimer's unit there? Um, we don't have an Alzheimer's unit. We do have a unit uh, for memory care. It's a locked unit, so mm-hmm. it is secure, mm-hmm. uh, but it is not an Alzheimer's unit. Okay. What's the difference between Alzheimer's between and, Alzheimer's and a um, uh, memory unit? Um, well, it's really... Um, I'm trying to think how to put this... Um, well, Alzheimer's is a diagnosed disease. I know for one thing, but a lot of a lot of people, as we get older, you know, will have some kind of memory issues. Yeah, right. I, I often right. get dis, you know uh, confused dementia. I know. And Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Alzheimer's is a specific disease. Yes. Dementia right. is sort of all encompassing, right. and it can right. be caused by a number of different things. Sure, sure. Um, but but an all a true Alzheimer's unit is um, you have to be regulated by the state, and you have to meet certain criteria which mm. we don't meet all those criteria at this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's so it's But you have people living there long term who do have dementia yes. and they are in locked units for their protection. Well, for sec- security secure, purposes. Secure units, Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Secure yes. units yeah. I don't know about you, Phil, but I seem to have a short-term memory at least once or twice a day. You know, like, where did you put your keys? <laughs> um, where can I find a particular file? Uh, things like that. Well, I lost my glasses the other day, and they're on top of my head. So what does that tell you? <laughs> I've done that. Huh? You've done it? I've done that before. <laughs> or I've had them hanging up the front of my shirt. Has I anybody seen my glasses? Where are my glasses? <laughs> Celeste cracked up. <laughs> she says, I'll never let you live this one down. Oh, my goodness. Guess I what, Phil? You can't that. drive today. We'll see what tomorrow brings. <laughs> the good news is that's not Alzheimer's or dementia. No. <laughs> that's being words, too busy. There are other words, but we won't describe them. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Tenny, I know that you've got something special coming up um, at New Bedford Healthcare Center. And we do. Tell us about that. We have a seminar coming up. Um, it's called a seminar, but actually it's, it's really just an, an informational program, a workshop. Uh, people sometimes get put off by the word seminar because they think that it's a little too intense. Uh, but we're going to be at the um, health center on Tuesday, June 16th from 6.30 to 8. That's in the evening. A, yes, in the evening making a presentation about estate planning and um, concern for Medicaid issues and all those sorts of things. So I guess, ladies and gentlemen, if you have interest in learning more about how you can protect yourself and protect your assets and what kind of documents you might want to have in place in order to allow people to make informed, appropriate decisions for you, this is a good time to learn. Tuesday, June 16th, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. New Bedford Healthcare Center. It's 221 Fitzgerald Drive, New Bedford. And I've been there. It's a little hard to describe, but could you describe some landmarks that might be around there? It's in the north end. Sure. If you're going north on Akushnet Avenue, you have Truchies on your left-hand side, mm-hmm. and there's the set of lights. You're going to take a right. You're going to go down the block and take your first right. That's Fitzgerald Drive. Okay. So uh, it's easy to get to if you need specific directions, uh, Tenny, they can call you. Now, if somebody wants to go, Tenny, should they make a reservation with you? 
We ask that you do that, please, just to make sure that we have uh, availability of space. And the phone number to call is 508-998-8800. And what are some of the things that are going to be discussed at this so people can have a better idea of what they might learn at this workshop? We try to um, distinguish between wills and trusts. We provide people information about other kinds of documents that they should have, such as durable powers of attorney and health care powers of attorney. Uh, we talk about estate planning, about Medicaid planning, and so forth. All right. And is it safe to say that it's really important for people to have appropriate documents to protect their family and protect themselves? It's very important. And most people, about 67% of the population ends up not doing any planning. Uh, they don't have a will, and therefore, if they die, they are going to be said to be intestate. Uh, and that simply means that the state has a plan for where your assets will be distributed. What? And if they are alive and don't have any documents, they may be facing guardianships and conservatorships before the probate court. So having documents in place is critically important. Sounds like they can save a lot of time and a lot of money later. And a lot of concern on the part of the family about how we're going to handle this or that for somebody who might be incapacitated. Do you ever have situations when somebody might come in your office and you're really a little uncertain about whether they have appropriate memory or appropriate mental skills or capacity, I guess, to sign documents? What, what do you do if you see that kind of a situation? If we have real concern, then we ask that they obtain some sort of a document from their doctor, from their um, regular physician who might know them, uh, indicating whether or not they do have the capacity to understand what they're doing, what they're signing, and so forth. And so then that medical opinion in writing will back up uh, the fact that the doctor thinks that they have enough capacity and then you can safely proceed to do documents. That's correct. Okay. Well, that sounds like it's an important thing. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen too often because I suspect most of the people that you see, you can tell right away that they have capacity. Yes. Um, we, we generally have a small discussion with them, and, and as long as they are aware of what we're talking about and know what year it is and who's the president and all those other sorts of little things, um, we feel reasonably comfortable with almost everybody who comes in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're meeting this morning with Colleen Cregan, uh, who's the community liaison for New Bedford Healthcare Center. And uh, you're going to be effectively sponsoring, or you're the location where this seminar is going to be, this workshop that Tenny is doing. Yes, we are. Um, and we will have some refreshments as well. And we're very, very happy to offer our uh, facility. <clears throat> okay. Sorry offer our facility for uh, Tenney and for Lance Law to uh, hold this important workshop. Okay, are the refreshments going to be served on a tray? <laughs> no. Probably. Why? <laughs> well, Phil, if you attend, we'll serve you on a tray. I want I want Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. There you go. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. All right. <laughs> so again, if somebody's interested in attending this uh, workshop on uh, June 16th, uh, give a call to Tenney's office. 508-998-8800. All right, Tenny, let me ask you, what are some of the key documents that people ought to have when we're talking about 
having appropriate documents in place so you can protect your family and protect your assets. Well, as I was saying before, um, people ought to have some sort of afterlife document. Our recommendation is that they have a living trust. A will is an alternate, but that guarantees that you will go to probate court or your family will on your behalf. Uh, Other documents that people should have are durable powers of attorney for property, and they ought to have health documents. If they own a house, they probably should have um, a, um, oh gosh, the word just went out of my brain. A living will? Uh, Well, a living will is one of the health care documents, but a... uh, Oh, like uh, an end homestead. of life. Homestead. Gosh, mm-hmm. that we're just speaking of losing. <laughs> 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 a homestead that yeah. protects some equity in their house for them. <laughs> yeah. I know that's an important document. It and, is. Um, but you're also concerned about things like legacy planning and so forth. I think the well, number one concern that a lot of people have is how do they protect their house if somebody has to go to a nursing home? Yeah, New Bedford Healthcare Center is a wonderful facility. It's uh, used for short-term rehab. It's sometimes it's used for long-term care. But everybody is always concerned about what can I do to protect assets. So I guess the number one thing that you would probably recommend, Tony, is to have appropriate documents in place. Yes. Um, no matter what the situation is, people ought to have those documents that I described, particularly the durable powers of attorney and health care powers of attorney. Uh, because those can keep them out of probate court for all kinds of uh, issues, whether they are health-related issues or whether they are property-related issues. And I'm sure that Colleen has um, somebody who re- reviews with people what they might have when they first enter. Oh, sure. We, we absolutely do. And we see a lot of people who come in um, and they haven't properly planned, and the families don't know what to do. And, and kind it's kind of too late at that point. Um, so we always like to encourage people to come in, view, view the facility, and, and think about that as a long-term solution so your family knows what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do you have your financials in, in order, but you, you can tell them, this is where I want to go, this is the care I want, um, that kind of thing. So planning is really important. You know, I some, I sometimes I hear you say, Tenny, that if, you've, if you plan far enough in advance, you can protect all of your assets. If you wait until the last minute, you can still protect some of the assets, but not as much as if you had planned earlier. So planning early is really key, isn't it? It's very important. People need to remember that there is something called a five-year look-back period when you're dealing with what is called Medicaid. What does that mean? What does the five-year look-back period mean? That means that if somebody is facing a nursing home placement and does not have uh, the uh, resources to pay for that privately, and that would be relatively expensive for them, then they need to look at the uh, possibility of going on Medicaid for long-term care. Uh, Once they are looking at that, the state wants to know what they have done for the prior five years financially. In other words, the state doesn't want you to give away all of your assets the day before you go into a nursing home just to protect them. So that's a very significant issue for many people. Okay, so we're going to pick up this conversation uh, shortly uh, after a break, and we're going to be talking about some very specific things like applying for Medicaid, Um, I know you do something called an irrevocable income-only trust. 
which sometimes is used to help protect assets. But you have to have that done ahead of time, don't you? More than you five do. years? Five years, okay. yes. Okay. And that's under the, the uh, topic of making sure that you plan early enough ahead of time. And we're also going to be talking about some Medicare issues, like what are the, some of the Medicare rules? Uh, when somebody goes into a nursing home and they're going to be there, will Medicare pay for part of their care? We're going to talk about that in a minute. The most important thing that we need to remember is that you want to make sure that you're protected and so that you're not just left out there naked, for example. A very important businessman, Warren Buffett, said, you only find out who is swimming naked when the tide goes out. (laughs) So we don't want to let the tide go out on people and find out that you haven't protected yourself. Did you like that analogy, Phil? <laughs> a closed optional beach that we're, we're reporting from this morning. <laughs> and Warren Buffett is very wealthy yeah. with that kind of thinking. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back, and we're going to give you some much more specific information on protecting your family. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure to have you joining us on the Money Wise Radio Show. And remember that none of us can be an expert at everything. So why don't you let the professionals at USA Wealth Group help you protect your family and protect your money? Ray, Danny, Colleen, great first half. Well, thank you very much, and uh, thank you for listening to us, ladies and gentlemen, every Sunday morning at uh, MoneyWise, this particular show. We try to show you how you can protect your family and how you can protect your money. Um, those are the two things that are most important. Family obviously comes first, money comes second, but you really need to take steps to protect yourselves. Uh, this morning we're meeting with attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law Inc. and with Colleen Cregan, who's the community liaison with New Bedford Health Care Center. And welcome back, ladies. Thank you. And we're talking about uh, the services that are provided at New Bedford Healthcare Center. We're also talking about some specific things that people can do to help protect assets. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't like to ask questions if if I'm not sure if somebody knows the answer. But is there? I'll ask it anyways, and we'll try. Is is there a certain percentage of people at New Bedford Healthcare Center who are long-term care versus uh, rehab care or short-term care? Is there any breakdown of that that you're aware of? Yes, we have 149 beds, um, 107 of which are long-term, okay, and the rest are short-term rehab. Good. And um, does the facility also sponsor uh, day trips for people who are able and things like that, or or transportation of any kind? Oh, sure. Um, If if a patient is a long-term resident, um, they have uh, shopping trips and uh, different trips on you know depending on where they want to go and and if they're able. Um, and we also offer a, a range of activities and entertainment within the facility itself, and the short-term residents are all, always included in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always a lot going on. They try to uh, schedule a lot of activities. There's, uh, you know, um, spiritual services as well. So mm-hmm. uh, we try to keep everybody happy. And, and, of course, the location that we're at it. At this time of year, it's it's beautiful for sitting outside. Uh, oh, sure. There's a lot of birds and bunnies and lots of fun stuff out there to, it to watch. It is really a nice uh, suburban kind of atmosphere. Very it is. quiet. It is. Mm-hmm. We're yes. not on a main street, but it that compensates yep. for it. Yeah. No, it's a lovely facility. And you're located at 221 Fitzgerald Drive, New Bedford, which is 
a road that's off Cushnet Avenue. Tell us again how to get sure. there. So when you're going up Cushnet Avenue. If you're going north on Cushnet Avenue, um, when you get to Truchies on your left, and there's a set of lights, you're going to take a right. Mm-hmm. You're going to go down one block and take another right. That's Fitzgerald Drive. And if somebody has a relative or a family member that they think might need long-term care or even rehab facility, can they be in touch directly with you or with somebody at Absolutely. your office? Absolutely. They can um, call me on my cell phone, uh, which is 508-742-8429, or uh, they can call the admissions director directly at uh, 508-996-4600. And we do encourage people to get in contact. They can uh, talk to us about options, and they can also tour the facility. Good. Oh, that's good to know. I was going to ask you if you have uh, tours. Absolutely. Now, Tenny, you've got some uh, seminars, or not, not some seminars. You have a workshop coming up. Could you tell us about when your workshop is taking place? Yes, it's this coming Tuesday, June 16th. And it will be 6.30 to 8 in the evening at the New Bedford Health Center. Um, did I say the right name that time? <laughs> New Bedford Health Care Center. Yeah. <laughs> we'll not, get you there, Tenny. We're going to give Tenny some respite care because you offer respite care, right? Yes, we absolutely do. Is that when you need some rest from your spouse, for example? <laughs> well, what happens with respite care is someone's caring for a terminally ill are acutely ill um, person, mm-hmm. whether it's their spouse or uh, whether it's their parent. Um, a lot of times, caregivers try to uh, tend to uh, forget that they need to take care of themselves sure. as well. Oh, it's exhausting for them. Yes, and so what happens is uh, they tend to stretch themselves, and um, they miss family functions. They, you know, they don't take a vacation, sure. that kind of thing. So we offer respite care. Um, most skilled nursing facilities in the area do offer it Uh, most have at least a one-week stay okay Uh, we don't we'll we'll take anyone for any amount of days up to 30 days Um, so so the respite care is really for the patient who's in need of having the care absolutely and it gives a break to the person who's at home absolutely okay yes and whether you need that break to go away um, on a vacation, or just simply to take a breather and take care of your own self. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer that, and, and anyone can come in and talk about it and tour the facility. Um, we have uh, several ladies that come back to us every year. Um, their families go on vacation, and mm-hmm. they come for their little vacation. Yeah, good. Very well, good. that's good to know, and I never really understood how respite care worked, but that makes a lot of sense. Jenny, what's the topic of your uh, workshop that you're going to be doing on Tuesday the 16th? We're going to be talking about a number of legal things like wills, trusts, and nursing home asset protection. And again, earlier we were saying that the earlier you make proper plans and put documents in place, the more that you can protect for the family. So is this workshop open to the public? It is, and we uh, invite anybody who was interested in coming to this to just please let us know that you are coming so we'll make sure that we have capacity make a reservation make reservations and the phone number to do that is 508-998-8800 all right so tenny if somebody wants to plan ahead of time let's say that their house is their primary asset and above all they say if i ever have to go into a nursing home i'm hoping that the state will pay for my care with medicaid 
How can I protect my house? What's something you might do? We've talked about this irrevocable trust that you sometimes do. Yes, there is um, something called an irrevocable income-only trust that is gaining um, a lot of uh, acceptance both by people out there who want to protect their house and by the state Medicaid agency itself. Uh, The value of this trust is that if you deed your trust into it and five years go by, then the house is protected from any Medicaid recovery lien. Okay. So what's the difference between Medicaid and Medicare? I'm going to ask Colleen to answer that because she has a lot of information. All right, Colleen, you're on the spot. Okay, I'm on the spot. (laughs) Well, Medicare is um, a federal program for senior citizens Mm -hmm. um, or or disabled citizens. Um, And Medicaid is, those are the state programs. So those are uh, state-sponsored um, insurance programs for those who can't pay okay. for um, other health insurances. So if somebody is on Medicare, uh, for example, you know, if you're 65 years old and you have Medicare insurance and you have to go to a nursing home, does that mean that Medicare will pay for the nursing home? Um, Medicare will pay for a nursing home, a nursing facility, um, I should say, a skilled nursing facility, um, as long as you meet their criteria, which basically is, do you have a skilled need? Okay. Um, so we, we're not nursing homes, per se. Uh, those patients don't have any skilled needs, uh, okay. so they don't need any therapy. They don't have, um, you know, any um, cardiac issues or pulmonary issues or uh, dysphagia or, or any of those types of things. Um, so Medicare will cover up to 100 days in a skilled nursing facility. So it's 100 days only, and it's only if they need skilled care? Yes. So it's not for everybody then, is it? No, it's not for everybody. When I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago, Colleen, I was fascinated by one thing that your facility is able to do, and it requires a little bit of background. In order to be eligible for 100 days of uh, Medicare coverage for a skilled nursing facility, it has always been the requirement that a person spend three prior nights admitted to a hospital. Um, describe to me what your facility's been uh, become eligible for, which helps with that. Well, um, what, what it is, is it's called the three-day three, three waiver program, um, and the CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, they're the body that regulates payment for health care services, um, is offer, has offered a waiver um, under the Affordable Care Act, and uh, the Medicare Pioneer Accountable Care Organization Program um, is, is eligible for that. So that's an ACO. And the Pioneer ACO in this area um, is affiliated with Steward, uh, which would be a St. Anne's Hospital, mm-hmm. and also Hawthorne Medical. So if you are a Hawthorne Medical um, patient and you have Medicare and you do go to the hospital and you you spend a night there, but there's nothing more that the hospital can do for you right. as far as treatment, and but you still need some further care, you may be eligible to come in to the skilled nursing facility under the three-day waiver rule. Okay. So basically, Medicare, if you meet the criteria, uh, Medicare will waive that three-night rule 
and allow you to access your skilled nursing um, benefit and allow you to come to our facility first uh, upon discharge. But again, it seems like that would still be for this 100-day period, correct? Yes, yes. You don't get any more. Right, exactly. And then ultimately Medicaid would kick in. Go ahead, Tenny. But it was fascinating to me that they can do this because what's been happening um, with several of our clients is that they had been in the hospital under observation but not admitted and therefore, when they were in the hospital and then transferred to a rehab facility, they were not covered by Medicare for those 100 days. So I, I was very pleased to know that New Bedford Healthcare Center is able to um, utilize this waiver program for certain of these individuals. Right. And, and again, if they, if they qualify, then the waiver is, uh, goes into effect. Um, but we can certainly look at patients um, and do the screening for them and determine if they are eligible. Well, this is uh, really illustrates how complicated all of this stuff is. Not only the job that you do, Colleen, uh, but certainly the work that you do as well, Tenny. And it highlights the reason why you really need to get professional assistance to understand how to get through all these rules and regulations. And if you can remember one thing about today's program, ladies and gentlemen, remember that you need to get this uh, in place earlier than later. Don't wait until the last minute and say, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? You need to plan ahead of time for the what-ifs in life. All too often I see people come in who are um, a month or a year or whatever away from entering a skilled nursing facility, and they have made no plans, and how do I protect my assets? At that point, it's difficult to do. It's not that we can't protect some, sometimes all, but um, it depends on the situation, and it often is very late. Mm -hmm. So plan early. Um, We're thrilled to be uh, talking this morning with Colleen Cregan from uh, New Bedford Healthcare Center. She's the community liaison and also attorney Tenny Lance, who does a great deal of work in this area. Now, I want to say one other thing. Go ahead, Tenny. I'd like to point out one other thing if I can. Everybody talks about protecting assets from, quote, the nursing home. I want to uh, make clear that nursing homes are not the evil people involved in this uh, situation. No, they provide wonderful care. They provide wonderful care. They do their best all the time. And it's not the nursing home that's going to come and place a lien on your house. It's the state mass health agency. So um, nursing homes get a bad rap, and I feel badly for that. Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> that's that's a we good do. point. Well, you know, so do lawyers for that matter, Tenny. That's true. <laughs> and the fact is that you're both here providing very important service to the public. And I think people need to remember that from time to time. Albert Schweitzer once wrote, I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I know, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who will have sought and found how to serve. And that's really what you do. So it's not all about, you know, having a job and running your business and so forth. It's, it's really all about providing very important services to the public who needs it and at a time in their life when they really need it. You know, one of the things we do at USA Wealth Group, we do a lot of work in the area of advising people on how to apply for Medicare. But this is really the program that kicks in for health services and health insurance at age 65. So, uh, Colleen, I'm going to give you some information that 
It's not exactly what you do, but I think you might find useful because I suspect there's a lot of confusion between signing up for regular Medicare health insurance at age 65 versus, oh, when I go into the nursing home, I'm going to be looking for some Medicare benefits. They're really two sort of different concepts. So we have a brochure that's called The Baby Boomer's Guide to Medicare Planning, which is to sign up for insurance when you become 65. We also have a really interesting chart. It's called uh, Healthcare Quick Reference Guide, Medicare for Individuals 65 Plus. And on the back, there's information about Obamacare. So I'd, I'd like you to have those because I think it might be an interesting little resource for even what you do. And if anyone is listening and would like to have a copy of these reports or some of the other kinds of reports we do, give us a call at USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road. Come visit us. Give us a call. Visit our wealth, uh, USA Wealth Group site. It's called USA Wealth Group at Comcast.net. And there's a lot of useful information. In fact, these radio programs we actually post onto our website. So if you miss it or if you want to listen to something again, go onto our website at USA Wealth Group at Comcast.net, and you can pick up and listen to some of these shows again that we've done. But in any event, uh, Tenny, I know you do a lot of work with Medicaid applications also. So let's say somebody has exhausted their Medicare benefits because they needed skilled care. Um, now they need to get assistance from the state. That's called Medicaid, and that's for long-term care? Yes, Medicaid is actually a whole lot of programs, but the one that uh, I become most involved with is the long-term care Medicaid program. And um, what we tell people all the time is that there are really only two ways to pay for your skilled nursing facility long-term stay. One is private pay, and the other is Medicaid. What about veterans? Well, that's a slightly different topic. Um, the veterans, if they are totally disabled, are able to get assistance of one type or another and sometimes even be placed in a veteran's skilled nursing facility, but there aren't very many of those. So, um, Colleen, do you get involved with veterans' assistance? Um, we we accept TRICARE, um, but uh, as far as any um, payment directly from the veterans, no, we don't. Yeah, the VA is not yet um, particularly set up to give long-term care benefits to their veterans. And that's an important thing for people listening to remember that unless you're going to a veterans facility, what, there's two in Massachusetts? I think there's, there are two. One is in Holyoke and one is in Chelsea. So unless you're doing something like that, you really have to look to traditional Medicaid or your own assets. And the goal, I guess, is not to use your own assets, but to protect your assets and use the Medicaid program. Well, what I tell people at our workshops is there are really two sorts of folks. Um, the lucky folks are the ones who have saved all their life and, and been uh, frugal and uh, well invested their money and so forth and they want to pass that on to their children and these people die in bed as we all wish to do and then there are the unfortunate folk who have been frugal all their lives and invested well and want to pass money on to their children but unfortunately they end up in a skilled nursing facility and lose their faci their um, assets to that facility not that uh, 
not that the skilled nursing facility is the evil party, but right. uh, nevertheless, it's a it's a dichotomy that really is, I think, unfair in this country. So is it complicated to do a Medicaid application? Do you have to gather a lot of information, for example? It's usually very complicated. There are books and books of rules and policies and all sorts of things. Um, you require a lot of backup information. You need to have 60 months worth of um, bank statements, statements from annuity accounts and those sorts of things. So that's the five-year look back you're talking about. Yes, for the past five years, you have to provide evidence of where your money came from, what you did with it, and where it is now. So can somebody just give away their assets and then qualify for Medicaid? Absolutely not. Um, The five-year look back Um, provides what is called a disqualifying transfer for anyone who has given away assets to anybody other than their spouse. So no, it's not possible to pay for your daughter's wedding or your grandson's college education and then expect within the next five years to be qualified for Medicaid. And that's really kind of shocking when you think about it. You go and pay for a child's wedding and then three years later you have to go to a nursing home and that money has to get repaid before they get Medicaid benefits? Essentially, yes. Wow. What about your house? Can you just add a child's name onto your house and that way the house will go to the child and it doesn't go to the state or doesn't go to Medicaid? That's a complex question, but in general, you don't want to add a child's name to your house and the state will consider the house yours in any case. And if it remains in your name upon your death and you've been in a skilled nursing facility receiving Medicaid, then a lien will apply to that property. And I bet there's a lot of people listening today that have done exactly that. They put their child's name on the house thinking that they've now protected the house, right? But they haven't. They have not. Um, As long as the house remains in the name of the person who's the patient at the skilled nursing facility, it's going to accumulate a lien. Okay. Does does uh, Medicaid typically pay for uh, in-home care? Um, probably not. I guess. No. no, they don't. So people think that well, if if my parent is going to stay in their own house, maybe I can have a caregiver come in, and, and Medicaid will pay for that. But I guess that's not really the case, is it? Um, well, there is something called the frail elder or the uh, community-based waiver program, uh, but. You have to be very poor to be eligible for that. Right. I mean. And and skilled nursing in the home is invaluable um, to patients that can stay home, but you, it's not a 24-7 uh, option. Uh, that, that would be a private pay issue, mm-hmm. and that's extremely expensive. Um, so for those folks who, who do have skilled nursing, they'll come in maybe an hour a day, maybe two, mm-hmm. um, maybe not every day. So you still need a 24-7 caregiver, uh, which is usually the family. I saw a gentleman in Westport once who was in that situation. His, his wife was in really tough shape, and he was determined she was going to stay at home. And he was going through all of his money. He had 24-hour care, and it was actually more expensive even than if she was in a nursing facility. Right. Exactly. And we have nurses 24-7, RNs on duty, all night long, all day long. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's probably uh, way more expensive to do the home care route than it is even to private pay in a skilled nursing facility. 
Well, Tenny wouldn't use this phrase, but uh, she does a huge amount of Medicaid work, and I guess nobody is ever fully expert at everything, but if, if anybody is, she certainly is. And we don't recognize specialties in Massachusetts for those areas, but it's a good part of what you do. Well, we've been very fortunate that we have never lost an, a Medicaid application case that we've been involved with. Um, I've been doing Medicaid since 1997. It's only become much more difficult. In fact, when the laws changed in 2006, it was a significant uh, detriment to the elderly population, I believe, uh, the way those laws changed, increasing the five-year look back and making a change to the disqualification period. Mm -hmm. Well, let's give a quick reminder again, Tenny, about the workshop coming up um, and tell us when it is and where it is. Tuesday, June 16th, 6.30 p.m. in the evening at New Bedford Health Care Center on Fitzgerald Boulevard or? Fitzgerald Drive. Drive. Yes. In the north end of New Bedford, and we'd welcome anyone there. It's not a, uh, a, a very taxing uh, situation. It's just fun, and it's informational. It's called a workshop. So we'd welcome anybody to come and be with us. And Colleen, will there be refreshments there? Absolutely, there will be. Good. Uh, wonderful Chef Paul will be providing those. Nice. Well, make a reservation by Colleen. Uh, 508-998-8800. Thank you. Uh, Colleen Cregan, uh, Community Liaison for New Bedford Health Center. Attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law, Inc. Thank you so much for giving us some very important information about preparing for protecting assets and some important information about the New Bedford Healthcare Center. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We look forward to talking with you again next week. And remember to <clears throat> let the professionals at USA Wealth Group help you protect your family and protect your money. Let their family protect your family. And until next Sunday morning, have a safe weekend. Stay well, everybody.